0: Merry Christmas. Welcome back to Adorned Podcast. This is episode 115, and today we're going to talk about Oh Holy Night. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic. with us again and it's been so fun to walk through her ep and to talk about all the different songs so like aaron said today we're going to be talking about oh holy night what was your favorite part of this song like musically or what is not what was what (laughs) is um so i i I, again like last week i like really like the
2: cello part Mm -hmm. um but i also um just had this vision of it just being picked um, but the guitar, and so I think the guitar and the cello just mm-hmm. really, um, blend, what is it, blend yeah. well together. And I don't know, I just, I love it. And where I couldn't go up vocally, um, like at the very end, um, the cello could, mm-hmm. and it's like, it just kind of just really
1: pieced it together well. Mm-hmm. And so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you a little bit of history of "O oh Holy Night before you listen to it. And this history is so interesting. All of these songs, I've really enjoyed learning about them. But this was written in ni- uh, 1847, once again as a poem similar to um, Silent Night by a man named Capot. He has a first name, but I couldn't pronounce it. And <laughs> <laughs> it was in France, so it was written in French. Um, and then he asked his friend to arrange it into a song. And this man was actually Jewish. And so the man was a little bit hesitant at first because this is a night that he really didn't. This song was about a night that he really doesn't necessarily celebrate, Mm -hmm. but he agreed to. Um, But shortly after that, or a few years after that, Capoe denounced his faith. And the song became banned in France. Even though many, and what I was reading, quote unquote, commoners still sang it in their homes because they loved Oh Holy Night, um, it was technically banned. But um, a man in America picked it up and translated it to English, and it became a um, really popular song in, in America and this is a really really fun thing it was the very first song ever to go over radio waves. That's, that's so, so cool. awesome. I think that's so cool. And right before that, they had read um, the story of Jesus's birth in Luke, the Gospel of Luke, and they had never, people had never really heard voices over radio waves. So people that were hearing this thought, "Oh, is that an angel? Like, what <laughs> is that?" And then after that, um, the man that was had been reading the Bible, he picked up his violin and he played it mm. um, over the radio waves. So this was the first song to ever go on the radio that is so cool so now years and years later it's one of the most beloved and one of the most um sung christmas carols mm-hmm. um so yeah you can think about all that as we listen to katie's rendition of oh holy night <laughs>
3: This is for y'all.
0: So you might be thinking, okay, if this was written by somebody who ended up denouncing their faith and it was arranged by somebody who wasn't necessarily someone who believed everything, um, all of these lyrics, you might be thinking, well, should we sing it? I mean, it was banned. Should we, um, and God's so funny, like the timing of how he does things and we talked a couple weeks ago, Casey was mentioning, like, God can redeem all things. And um, it's a good reminder for us to make sure we're not just, like, singing the words, but it checks us to say, like, okay, do I believe what I'm singing? Am I worshiping? And it comes down to your heart in it, not the original writer's mm-hmm. um, heart, but you're able to still worship because these are things you believe, and you're able mm-hmm. to worship God for these things. But God's timing is just so funny because I'm going through a – I use the Dwell app, which we don't have a discount code or anything, but I am still like it because it's good. We would love to be sponsored, <laughs> Dwell. <laughs> but um, that in my Dwell app, I'm going through like a whole, uh, I don't know, like a year program of the Bible or whatever. And today just so happened to be a passage that the disciples come to Jesus and they're like, hey, Jesus, this other guy is like, trying to you know praying over people and casting out demons and stuff and but he's doing it in your name but he's not one of your followers and they're all like freaking out about it and jesus is like well if he's doing it in my name like my name is still being glorified and and he and so jesus is like basically like hey and you know what if he's doing it in my name he's probably gonna end up believing he even says something like he's like eventually he'll see that it's my power that's doing this and so it's just i think that was just a timely reminder for us to say like Like Casey said, God can redeem all things, and that you know, if if we're glorifying God's name with our hearts in true purity, then then we it's okay for us to sing songs, even though the person writing it may not be Mm. solid.
1: Yeah, and I think that's so relevant for today with worship songs Mm. because we can easily. Pick apart mm. worship songs, and I I tend to do this. And we talked before about how the worship pastor has to has to be a theologian yeah. um, when he chooses the songs for the church. But I think that we can kind of get obsessed with it, and then we don't want to sing anything because we find fault mm-hmm. with sure. everything. Even as we were looking up um, the history behind Oh Holy Night," Katie was like, "Well, this article's tearing it apart," you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you can kind of go either way with anything. And so remember that it is about your heart posture and it's about um, your motive behind singing the song. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good reminder. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and talk about the first verse. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of a, the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn.
0: I mean, come on, mm. like tho- these. I feel like these are quite possibly the best lyrics <sighs> of mm. any Christmas song.
2: This is my favorite Christmas song of all time. It's so mm. beautiful. Yeah, the kind of like we talked about last week how there was 400 years yeah. of silence, and then it's like the thrill of hope. Like they, mm. they, it was a weary world. Like yeah. there was, y- yeah. you know, and just the the hope that they na- now have mm. because of Jesus mm. and the spirit of a little the baby same for us right like yeah, absolutely we have that same hope
0: yes. that is, he was writing about here 200 mm-hmm, years ago mm-hmm. but the same hope that they mm-hmm. were feeling in that 400 years of silence mm-hmm. and then the the announcement of the messiah like that's the same hope because it this hope is not of a of a circumstance or of a thing It the hope our hope is in a person mm-hmm. and it's the same person then as it is now and i think just that that line where it says um that you just read where it's a thrill of hope in the weary world rejoices and that we are able to rejoice because our hope is not in the, the uh, COVID going away or our president winning or Mm -hmm. our job, getting a new job, or our hope is not in any of those circumstantial things, but our hope is like we said, in a person in the, in Jesus. And so we are able to rejoice. Mm -hmm. And if you think, and you look around to people in your life, like I feel like the people who are in a situation where it is weary and and so hard, but they're able to rejoice, like what a testament to who God is. And cause you look at them and you're like, How are you rejoicing? Mm-hmm. How are you rejoicing when you just got this cancer diagnosis? How are you rejoicing mm-hmm. when you just lost your job? And and you're able to then say, I'm able to rejoice because my hope is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that's just an en- hope, huh? <laughs> I hope that's just an encouragement to us that no matter what situation, no matter the pining in our lives, Mm -hmm. no matter the weariness of our lives, like we are able to rejoice because we have hope.
1: This is an idea I think about a lot because I write for a ministry called Hope Mommies Mm -hmm. and it's a ministry for moms that have lost their babies or, or children. Um, and so the whole theme of every blog, every, everything they do is the fact that our hope doesn't lie in what's on earth. And, Mm -hmm. um, our hope lies in Jesus and even, like Aaron was saying, when we go through those trying times, when we lose a baby, um, we can move on. We can have that joy because mm-hmm. we have hope in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I like this part because it reminds us, like Aaron talked about last week, where we are in the meta narrative of Scripture long lay the world in sin and error pining. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming through that fall piece of the meta narrative. And now, all of a sudden, like our Redeemer is here. And so that's why we have that hope. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, these lyrics are just so powerful mm-hmm. so powerful mm-hmm. katie do you want to read uh verse two yes oh i guess it's the chorus yes of course
2: um yes so fall on your knees oh hear the angel voices oh night divine oh night when christ was born oh night oh
1: holy night oh night divine it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and every time i hear that, that like that fall on your knees. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I want to fall on mm-hmm. my knees. Like I'm getting old. That might hurt me, <laughs> <laughs> but, but man, how powerful. Yeah.
0: And it mm-hmm. should, it's almost like, uh, coming off the, the last line of the, of the verse, right? So it's a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. it's like, you don't have any other option, mm-hmm. but to respond, right? Like it should create in us this, automatic response of worship and no you may not literally physically fall down on your knees every time you think about jesus but it should create in us this reverence and awe and we've talked mm-hmm. about this before on the podcast right like we need our daily dose of awe mm-hmm. and that should come from this realization that like after 400 years of mm-hmm. silence jesus broke in and he is our hope and he is is what allows us to rejoice and that should cause a reaction in us. And I think it's kind of a good gut check if we just Mm -hmm. kind of hear these lyrics and read that first verse and we're like, oh, cool. Or if we just like think about Jesus and we're like, yeah, I've heard that before. Like it makes sense. Like we should feel conviction over that Mm -hmm. because we need to recognize the weight of it and the cost. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, God sent his only son and Jesus came down from glory into heaven in brokenness to suffer and to die on our behalf. Mm -hmm. And I think if you've grown up in the church or you're immersed in the culture, like it just almost becomes second nature to know that and to hear it all the time. And then we just kind of are like, yeah, I know that as truth, Mm -hmm. but do I really let it like sink into my heart and understand, wow, he did that for me. Mm -hmm. Like how amazing is that? It should cause this falling on our knees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's I'm not worthy. Posture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yeah, yeah. 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 I went to a Beth Moore thing once and she was she said how she literally lays down face down on the floor just like face in the carpet um like multiple times a week to pray. And I was like that's so crazy. But then I started this was like a couple of years ago and I started doing it. I haven't done it in a long time, but I started doing it and I was like there is something to physical posture mm-hmm. that reminds you of your hu- of your humility, mm-hmm. and it and it is helpful. Yeah, yeah. she just cracks me up. I, I love just her. love that lady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love her so much. She she, is she's a just hoot. amazing. Uh-huh. She is a hoot. <laughs> I like this too because this reminds us of his divinity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yes, a baby human was born, mm-hmm. but he's divine. Mm-hmm. He's divine.
0: Yeah, we talked a little bit about this last week, referencing uh-huh. the Apostles' Creed, mm-hmm. but it's the same kind of, right, night divine, Christ was born, that's earthly, mm-hmm. born, then uh, holy night, and so it's kind of just like Apostles' Creed, back and forth between divinity, humanity, divinity, humanity. Yeah. Aaron, why don't you teach us a long word about how he's
1: <laughs> human and divine? I think I've mentioned it on here before. <laughs> I think so, okay, but okay. not
0: everybody's listened to every episode. Okay, true, true, every true, true, true. Episode. So it's called his hypostatic union hypostatic union means this um the unity of his two natures because often what we do is we think of him solely as human or solely as divine or we lean into one or we think he transfers from one to the other but hypostatic union means that he is 100 percent both at 100 of the time
1: which is another thing that it's like mind-blowing and you can't mm-hmm. really wrap mm-hmm. your mind around i
0: wanted to teach our three to five-year-olds that but i got a boot <laughs> on that one <laughs> 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 fair enough fair enough
1: Okay, okay. (laughs) the next verse. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. So a little um, fact about this specific verse that was really cool when we were looking at the history. So the man that actually brought this over to America, the song, and kind of translated it into English, he was an abolitionist, and he was very, very passionate about abolishing slavery. And and so more so than talking about Christ's birth, this verse— is what stood out to him and this is what he was so passionate about. And so and that's one of the reasons that this song took off so quickly, especially in the northern part of the United States during the Civil War, is just this whole idea of of Christ setting us free. Mm-hmm. Um and so I thought that was just really,
0: really cool. That is that is really cool. Um I think the first thing that like kind of stands out to me is this idea that Um, he taught us to love one another, which sounds kind of, we're used to the lyrics. We know the song, but if you're, if you're reading along with it, it's about his birth. It's about our joy in his birth. It's about him being holy and divine. And then it switches into this, like, almost like, here's your vertical theology. And then it's like, now here's how you live because of it. It's almost like Mm -hmm. observation application, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's very, um, uh, not a command necessarily. Well, it is a command, but yeah. I'm saying I'm, it shifts to kind of now here's what you're to do in light of this truth. Right. Does that right. Make sense. And so it comes back to what I was going to um, read it, but I'll just kind of explain it first. But when Jesus is, they're asking Jesus like, okay, well what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus t- tells them like to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, and all your strength. And then also to love your neighbor as yourself. And so this is kind of this, this idea here. And he talks he says, who truly he taught us to love one another. And then at the end of that verse, it says, and let all within us praise his holy name. So it's this idea that we are, it's not one or the other. We are to love God and we are to love our neighbor as ourself. I'm going to just read it so it makes sense so that it's the scripture, not my own paraphrasing of it, but um, I have to find it first. So this verse talks about, right, like I said, so love one another, but it also talks about the law. And so in this passage in Matthew 22, the Pharisees are coming to him and asking him kind of like, what's the most important thing? So he's the Pharisees. Is, okay. I'm just going to read it. Stop paraphrasing, here. Okay. Starting <laughs> in verse 34 of chapter 22, it says, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer asked him a question to test him teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to them, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so I feel like that, that maybe is where he got this inspiration for this verse, because this is what it's talking about. Love one another. For sure. His law is love. His gospel is peace and let all within you praise his holy name. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have anything else to add about that. <laughs> Do you have anything else <laughs> to add about that? I thought I had something else to say.
1: <laughs> no, it's 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 also good. What about you, Katie? Anything to say?
2: Um, yeah, I just I love just the same part that we're talking about, but um chains shall he break for mm. the slave is our brother. And I think mm. that kinda goes with what you're saying, like love one another, like the slave, like regardless mm. people they're our brothers and our sisters. Um and so
0: yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good point because – it's reminding us our identity mm. right it's reminding us that our identity isn't in our jobs it's isn't in your status it isn't in your socioeconomic ability or anything like that he's saying our brother mm. our brother he's not he's not even saying our friend or our neighbor mm-hmm. right he's saying our brother that's because our identity is in that we are children of god therefore anyone who is a child of god is your brother mm-hmm. so that's a good that's a good reminder i keep coming off the hills of james i keep thinking
1: of of um no partiality yeah. and how yeah. that was a theme mm-hmm. that we saw throughout James is mm-hmm. just loving everybody equally and not looking at any, like Aaron said, anything other than their identity mm-hmm. in Christ mm-hmm. and just yeah. truly loving people. Um, so yeah. yeah.
0: I love the last fine line in that um, verse where it says, let all within us praise his holy name. Cause I feel like often we hold back
1: maybe mm-hmm. in our
0: praise of who God is, or we, we, tend to kind of separate the heart and the mind. Like um, I've been really like working on prayer. And so I'm like, I'm going to praise God by like listing all of his attributes, which is a a great way to praise God. But I tend to make it very like scholarly Mm -hmm. and it's saying like, let all within us, not just your mind, not just your emotions. So it's not saying like, just go, crazy and not think about what you're saying and just dance around i mean he's saying like all within us so it should be our everything submitted to his praise like our emotions our thoughts our hearts our hands um all all within us it's a good it makes me think Mm -hmm. of jonathan
1: has halal um tattooed on his on his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means like kind of just this crazy praise, you mm-hmm. know, like just with everything you are praising Banded, the yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's good. So the last chorus, um, or not the last chorus, but another version of the chorus says mm-hmm. Christ is the Lord. Then ever, ever praise. We his power and glory evermore proclaim his power and glory evermore proclaim. Anything to say about that? I feel
0: like that's pretty straightforward. (laughs) I know, (laughs) it's pretty
1: straightforward, right? Like, I think about how when it says evermore proclaim, like Mm. I think about how we'll be praising his name Mm. forever, like Mm -hmm. forever. Um, I was telling Jonathan the other day, it's no secret that, we really like RC Sproul around here. (laughs) And I was like, man, I just can't wait to get to heaven and sit and have a cup of coffee with him and just talk about all the things. And John then was like, I don't think you're really going to care that much about (laughs) RC Casey. And just this thought of like praising Jesus forever. Like he's right. Like I'm not going to care about Mm -hmm. RC Sproul. Like I'm going to want to be praising Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, we can't wrap our head around forever either, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. forever, right. like on the mm-hmm. sandlot, forever, <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> forevermore. Proclaim! I can't wait till that day, although it's a never-ending day. But you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also feel like it's almost a charge. It's like His power and glory evermore proclaim. Like proclaim it. Like it's, do it. It's, um, yes. it's just like yes. yes. It's almost this charge. I
0: feel mm. like when I yeah read that. Yeah, and that's
2: I really like good. That. I
0: feel like I've been really studying scripture and hearing from other people of, of this, like we make things really personal, but how a lot of scripture is more communal, right? So we, we tend to take things like, okay, the Lord's prayer, I'm going to pray that. But if you even read the first words, our father, it's like this communal thing. Mm -hmm. So this kind of feels like a push for that, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are to proclaim to one another, not just proclaim his praises. We are, you know, just between us Mm -hmm. and God, but we're also to proclaim it to others and Mm -hmm. proclaim it together. Yeah.
1: That's one thing Jonathan's taught me over the past few years is this idea of worship being where we're teaching each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's so interesting. Like I never would have thought about that, but you're Mm -hmm. right. Like we're not just proclaiming it to, to God, but Mm -hmm. we're proclaiming it to the people around us and we're teaching and we're, we're praising together, but we're also telling each other what we believe mm-hmm. through this and that's such a different idea I think than we normally have of, of worship and of praise yeah it's good yeah. it's good yeah. and then the chorus repeats the first chorus yes so yeah Katie yes. when you think about recording this project what was your favorite part of that whole process um I spurred this question on her
2: you did that's okay um I don't know. I think I have two favorites. One was, even though it was, I say hard. It's not like it was super trivial. But choosing the songs that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, yes. it was hard to decide because yes. mm-hmm. I, th- I, you know, in the first um, Advent episode, I said that I went back and forth with like, do I want like some traditional like fun Christmas songs like Sleigh Ride and this one, Malak- 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 and Melody You, you I got know? it. You Say <laughs> <got laughs> it. it. <laughs> 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 But so deciding and then just finally landing on like, no, I want these all to point people to Jesus. Like if I'm going to put music out, I want it to be for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So then my but my other favorite part was just like being in the studio and being in there and like helping arrange the songs. And I just went in uh, to the studio with this project. With like, I think the most confidence and knowing exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And it was just so fun. Like there are things where I'm like, "Ooh, like that was my idea! Like that (laughs) that drum and that part, like I suggested that." (laughs) And Michael, the engineer, was like, "Yeah, that's a really good idea." And I'm like, "So I just, yeah, just having ownership, 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 and just this confidence that I really hadn't ever had in the studio before, um, and just kind of putting my stamp on it." And anyway, so all that's, I mean, just that's just what like, obviously this is for the Lord and it's for yeah, his glory yeah, and whatever, yeah. but I just had such a fun time mm-hmm.
1: doing it. Oh, so. yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. I have a question. Was the, was starting silent night acapella? Was that your idea? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like one mm-hmm. of my favorite mm-hmm. things but, about the whole album.
2: Well, as I was going through and trying to, cause I had listened to so many versions of each song yeah. just to kind of get like, like what feel am I going for? And, um, Dory Kelly, Who's incredible? She was like on the rooftop in New York or something. I don't know. And she completely sings that song acapella, mm. and um, so that's really where I got the idea from. I'm like, I'm not Tori Kelly, but I'm like, ah, that's amazing. It's And beautiful. so I just, I really wanted that, and just it's Silent Night. Like, why not just start it? Mm. Yeah. just with nothing yeah. but. I love it. I love it.
1: Like, so okay, so next week we're gonna t- talk about Joy to the World, which is such a fun one. So join us next week.